they just fall in love with this new house or the idea of getting the house, a lot of times they can overlook having an inspection. I would encourage people not to do that because that's one of the most common mistakes I've seen with clients just getting too caught up in the moment. Those decisions can be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars down the line. So don't sacrifice that. Be smart. And also the value of that is it gives you a way to negotiate as well. Maybe you find something with the foundation or the mold or the roof or something. You find it in the inspection. You can use that to your advantage to get a better deal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to episode 167 of the Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I'm riding solo tonight. Did this one on the fly. Didn't get a lot of chance to meet with my co-host, but I thought I'd give you a good episode on mistakes that first-time homebuyers make. I see this a lot in my job. People get excited when they're buying a home, and there's so many things that people run into that they don't think about that can really make the whole process just not good and really leave a bad taste in your mouth. So for this episode, I want to give you some really helpful tips. If you're looking at buying a home, maybe buying one in the future, just a common list of things that people just forget to think about. Before we get into it, make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate all the love and loyal listeners that we have, but we'll get right into it. So the first one, tip number one, and I'm going to give you guys seven seven common mistakes that we see people make. First one, not having the proper reserves. So when we look at reserves, that's basically one month of the total mortgage payment, also known as PITI, Principal Interest Taxes Insurance. Now, if you're buying a primary residence, this could be anywhere between one to three months that you need of other funds. So a lot of people, they think, oh, I got to get that down payment, but they never really think about the fact that they need to have other assets that the lender can see when they're going through underwriting. Because if something happened, heaven forbid, in the process, you're going to want to have money. The lender's going to want to make sure that you have money. And so people just forget to realize that. They don't really take that into account. This is very similar to having an emergency fund. If you've listened to our podcast before, we're big believers in having three to six months of cash in the bank. That's the sort of money that the lender's going to be looking for. It could be stocks, other assets, but it's always best to have that money in cash. That's the first one. Tip number two of mistakes that people make, not getting good enough credit. If you're going through the home buying process or you're thinking about doing it, make sure you have good credit because a lot of the times there's things that you can do, uh, giving a call to a credit company. Maybe there's a mistake, an error, something that shouldn't be on your credit report but unfortunately is, and you can get it fixed and get it removed. So before you go through the process, take a look at your credit, do a soft credit check. You can go on like Credit Karma. There's plenty of other websites out there just to see how you're doing. It's really good to get a good idea if there's any things that you're not aware of that could really hinder your credit score. And it really makes a difference on your loan. If you have bad credit or average credit, you're going to end up paying more. General thing we like to go for is a 740 FICO. So that's where you're going to probably get the best rates. But moral of the story, try to figure this out before you get too deep into the process, because it can also take a little while to fix as well. Mistake number three, not accounting for closing costs. As we stated before, when people get in home buying mode, they're thinking about what's my down payment like? Can I get 20% down? 
a lot of people can't do that, especially in the Bay Area or New York or more expensive markets. But at least people will generally come in with 5% down for people that are using like FHA loans or less, a little bit less than that. But they don't take into the fact of the closing costs that they're going to have to pay. And that can be anywhere from 3 to 4% of the purchase price. So that's a heavy chunk that we see that a lot of people go into the deal and they don't factor in. So if you are feeling like you're going to buy a home in the near future, make sure you have that closing costs accounted for. Mistake number four, not having a pre-approval letter. So this is the process of determining how much money that you can borrow to buy the home. And you can consult with the lender, get the pre-approval letter, and it's going to give you the different options of how much you can put down, what you need to budget. You need this to really get a good idea of what you can afford. And a lot of times people say, I'm going to get it later. If you get it later, if you find a really good deal, this might hold up the process for you significantly. So I think it's always best get that pre-approval letter done before you do your shopping. Yes, a lot of people think they can do it after the fact, and sometimes that works out. But if it's really competitive and you're in a market where a lot of people are buying homes, that pre-approval letter might be the difference between you getting the house and you getting looked over. Don't underestimate the importance of that. Tip number five in terms of mistakes to avoid. Buy the neighborhood, not the house. I know that probably doesn't make much sense to the listeners, but I'll explain. Law, all too often when people are going home shopping, they fall in love with the house. They look at the white picket fence. They look at the chandelier. They look at the sparkly kitchen. They think about all the dinner parties that they're going to host. And yes, it's important to really love the home that you're buying. But with real estate, as you've probably heard before, location. If you're buying a really nice house, and it's in a crap neighborhood. That's not what you want to do. You want to look at buying in the right neighborhood or right area, and then the house should be the secondary choice. And I would argue it makes a lot of sense to look for homes that need a lot of work. Maybe they need some paint. Maybe they need a remodel. Maybe they need a brand new kitchen, and maybe the house is dated. From an investment standpoint, that is valuable. You want to buy properties that you can put some TLC into, some sweat equity, do some improvements and get it up to comparable homes in the area. And you can't do that if you're buying in a bad neighborhood and you already have a super nice house in a bad neighborhood. It's just not smart to go about it that way. I would say if you're in the process, make sure you're in the right neighborhood. What, what amenities are around it? Does it have stores nearby? Is there good schools in the area? hospitals, good transportation, all those things matter. And yes, you can find a really nice house and maybe not so desirable part of town, but it's not the smart way to go when you go through the process. So remember, buy the neighborhood or area, not the house. Tip number six, and this one should is going to sound obvious, but it's really not. Make sure you can afford it. Now, when you go through this process, the realtor, the lender, they're going to get you as much money as they can, get you into the biggest home they can. Um, and they're not really focused on if you can really afford it. I've met a lot of great realtors and they do a great job of showing homes. But when it comes to looking at the budget, that's not really top of mind for them. They just need to get you in that home, sell that house. So when you're going to this process, think about the 28-36 rule. 
So what that is, 28% of the cost of the mortgage. It should not be above that. So if it goes above 28% for your monthly income, you're probably buying off a little bit more than you can chew. 36 is the total amount of debt you have. So of the income that's coming in, 36% or less should be going to your total debt. So that's like your car debt, maybe student loans. If you're going above those numbers, you're going to probably end up in trouble or you're going to not be able to get ahead in other areas of your life. You might be pouring everything into this home, but you can't fund your retirement. You can't fund an investment account and you're just going to be treading water. And that's a terrible feeling being a slave to your home. And as I've said before, one of the biggest fallacies that you'll hear out there is your home is your best investment. For some it is, but really when you look at what a home has done, historic primary residence, it doesn't do anything close to investing in the stock market. That's just what the numbers tell us. Now, when we get into investment real estate, totally different ballgame. Those numbers are fantastic. But if it's your primary residence, it's a great way to save. It's a great way to build some equity. But that alone is not going to make you wealthy. So remember that. You want to love your home, but don't think it's going to be the answer to your financial riches. It can be a way to move you forward. But in the end of the day, you want to make sure that you have more money coming in that goes into other investments so you're just not putting all your money into your house. So 2836 rule, that's really important. And the last tip number seven, not having an inspection. Now, in the last couple of years, inspections were waived in a lot of situations because it was such a hot market. And they would say, oh, if you want to get in there, you just wave the inspection and you'll be at the front of the line. Now, the problem with that is the home might look good at a glance, but then when you get an expert in there, that can really take a deep dive into the home, they're going to find things more often than not. They could be minor or they could be major problems. Things like a roof. Maybe during the summertime when you look at it, you don't notice any problems, but during the winter, all these leaks start happening. You get water coming down the sides of your walls and making water spots and just causing damage to other areas of the house. It could be mold. I think people have heard of the black mold or asbestos, all that stuff. That's dangerous. Foundation issues. These are all things that people don't think of in the moment because they just fall in love with this new house or the idea of getting the house. And a lot of times they can overlook having an inspection. I would encourage people not to do that because that's one of the most common mistakes I've seen with clients just getting too caught up in the moment. And those decisions can be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars down the line. So don't sacrifice that. Be smart. And also the value of that is it gives you a way to negotiate as well. Maybe you find something with the foundation or the mold or the roof or something. You find it in the inspection. You can use that to your advantage to get a better deal. So those are the tips that I got for you. Hopefully that's helpful. If you know of anyone that's looking to buy a piece of property, send this podcast to them. Hopefully it helps them. And hopefully you will avoid those mistakes in the future. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. 
Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.